when I think back in time of all the ways I could have gotten in trouble, it scares me to death. Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, everybody. How's it going? Today, we are going to talk about you know, 10 ways to lose our license. And, you know, we're going to talk about maybe not even lose it, but get into a lot of trouble. Uh, the longer I have been in this business, the more terrified I am of, you know, my past, uh, how much trouble I could have gotten into. And I kind of want to hit on some of these things today. So let's let everybody join and I'll introduce myself. And Lori in Park City, how are you? Anyways, okay guys, so we, we're gonna talk about how to lose your license 10 different ways. There is a NAR course on this, and I suggest everybody jump in and take this course um, as often as they can. And state specifically, um, I think this is the most valuable course that anybody can take. It'll scare the absolute pants off of you. Um, Colorado's uh, 10 Ways to Lose License uh, course. It's probably one of my favorite courses, legit. I, I like to take that course because I like to hear all the different ways that I could have gotten in trouble had I done something wrong. And I don't like to do anything wrong. I'm a little bit of a drill freak. I've been in the business since 1999. And, you know, literally when I think, I've already said this like once today, but when I think back in time of all the ways I could have gotten in trouble, um, yeah, it, it scares me to death. Um, 20 years ago when I started the business, I was fearless, absolutely fearless. I would just go out and I would just get the business and I would do the things. And now, now every time something comes up that's a little bit squirrely, I get a little nervous and I take pause and I think it through because I'm hearing a lot of things happening out there in this world that, for lack of better words, I've already said three times today, terrifying. So, um, Katrina is on the call this morning. She is going to be helping with comments and if you raise your hand or anything like that, uh, feel free to jump in. Uh, that's the way I roll. Uh, I don't need to just keep talking. I, I love to like stop and answer something or have a discussion about something. And you know, 10 ways to lose your license is a huge, huge, huge subject. So I don't even know if we're gonna get through it in 30 minutes today. We may pick it up and do part two next Thursday. Um, let me know um, in the comments as we go. If there's anything that I kind of hit on that I need to address next week or I need to address at the end of the call, um, please, please, please do so. Um, hi, Katrina, how are you? Good morning, happy Thursday, happy February. I know it's February 1st, can you believe it? <laughs> oh my gosh, like how, weren't we just saying, I'm still saying happy new year, by the way, so. 
Yeah. <laughs> I feel if I haven't seen you in person, then you're getting the happy new year. Yeah, for sure. Well, I haven't ever seen you in person, so you can say happy this new year. Yes. We're like, how many miles apart are we? Like 2,000? How cool is this? Um, I know. So cool. Um, okay. So let's jump in. So in the comments, I am going to put wherever it is. Get down here. Maybe not chat. Is that chat? Yeah. I don't know. I'll see if I can figure it out before the end of this call. But I would like to drop in the NAR course so that if you're thinking about taking a course that you jump in and take it, I do suggest you call your board and see if there's a state-specific one because I may bring up stuff in this call that doesn't apply to your state. And so let's just keep that, you know, going and make sure everybody understands that, you know, every state's a little bit different. Um, but I know that pretty much everything I'm going to say should apply. Um, there are the standard ways of losing your license or getting into a lot of trouble that are on the NAR site. And we'll just run through those really quick and not get into them. And then I want to kind of jump into one or two of them. So mishandling money. I, I don't deal with money. I let my broker deal with money and I'm not a property manager. Uh, I would rather stick my head in a car door and slam it because it scares me. Well, um, in Colorado, by the way, property management is the number one lawsuit. Um, so, yeah, I like to stay away from that. Um, but mishandling money. So if you're commingling, anything like that, that's number one. Um, that's one on NARS course. Um, two is non-disclosure and misrepresentation. Three, mortgage fraud. Oh, I'm kind of going to enjoy getting into that one. Um, criminal convic conviction. So if you got into trouble with the law and you didn't tell you born and you didn't tell NAR, um, and there are some things that you can't have a license with. Um, Non-cooperation with investigation. Well, you know, if you do get into trouble and you try to hide it and you don't answer, uh, you can get into trouble that way. Uh, incompetence. This is another big one I'm going to talk about. Um, are you selling out of your area? Are you... Um, Doing things that you don't really know what to do. I also like to put incompetence in uh, with the mortgage part of losing your license. Um, no supervision. You're, you're not supervising, supervising the people underneath you. Um, this doesn't apply to a lot of people on this call, but if you're a employing broker or a team lead or, you know, all kinds of, you can get in trouble that way. So be careful and know what you're getting into before you take people on. Um, fiduciary responsibility, that's another one. Uh, we can hit that hit on that one later. I, I find that with a lot of, I'm not saying new agents or younger agents, I don't know how to word it correctly. Um, I find with some agents that I run into in my, that I run into in my career, they want to make everybody happy. They want to, you know, get in and make sure that the buyer's happy, the seller's happy, but they forget that they have a fiduciary responsibility when they signed an agency. So we can hit on that. And then pretending to be an attorney. Ooh, ooh, uh, yeah. This one, uh, you know, 
20 years ago, we used to be able to write, um, Trina, what's the word? Like, we used to be able to write uh, stellar carries. And I don't even know. I don't when When did the bar or whatever? Anyways, we used to be able to do that. And yeah. the other day, I was up. Um, well, it wasn't the other day. It was a few months ago. I was getting ready to sell property uh, up in Buena Vista, Colorado, and it's a commercial building. And we needed a seller carry on it. And that was interesting because it's been 10 years since we had talked about even doing seller carries because interest rates have, have been so good. And then all of a sudden, we're back into it. And I called my broker and I'm like, all right. I knew I could it, but like in my mind, in my old school mind, I thought, well, I can. And he's like, no, don't do it. Don't do it, Jen. So I didn't. Um, and then and I have a story for you on that one when we can talk to that. I know. So maybe we'll get to that one today and maybe we will get to that one next week. Um, but I do think, oh, and then the last one before I keep talking. The last one is licensing requirements. Now, I have an opinion on this, and I could probably talk for 30 minutes on that. Um, not regarding like what people should take and the classes they should take, but the way that we store our licensing. Um, because you know, if you, if they if they call you and they want to see the like what you have done, and if you hit your credentials for the year, um, I I soapbox i feel like it should all be housed into one place and agents shouldn't have to go searching all of their files but you know whatever i'll get off my soapbox. all right so is everybody there oh i love you okay oh i thought my zoom went away so katrina i think maybe we should jump into um outside of be doing business outside of your expertise first what do you think yeah so doing business outside of your expertise i there's so many legalities that come up with all of that so for instance i don't do a lot of land property and but yet people will approach me about that and i always am apprehensive like mm, i don't want to discuss well water i don't want to discuss uh, what easements and all the other things that come with land and the usage rights and all of that stuff. And if I'm not an expert in it, and then I go to sell it and then it comes back to haunt me like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to refer that out to someone who's a specialist. So along those lines, I would love to hit a few stories because I don't think, I think you can go and you can take the class and you can, you know, Put it on a Zoom and just get your requirements. But unless you're hearing real life stories, it may not sink in. <laughs> so I'd love to tell you a few stories about uh, recent things and a, a really old thing that happened in Denver once. Um, I should have done my research and pulled up the golf course name, but okay. Once upon a time in Denver, uh, there was a golf course and an agent sold it. I think they sold it for $2 million. I'm just going to make out numbers here because I don't know the golf course name anymore. I can't remember it. And I don't know the, the price, right? But an agent sold the golf course and did not address water rights. 
they assumed that the water rights would transfer with the sale of the golf course. So long story short, agent buyer closes on the golf course and um, buyer moves in, starts to water the greens and the water isn't working. So he calls up the agent and he says, hey, the water's not working, what do I do? And they find out that they did not transfer the water rights and the previous owner owns it. And the previous owner didn't actually want to sell the golf course because they were in trouble, financial trouble. Um, so what is the value of a golf course without water? <laughs> Zero. It's, it's not good. So that, that, that buyer ended up selling back the golf course to the seller for like 500000 or something less than what they bought it for the week before. Do you think that agent ended up in front of, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I heard that story and I don't know if anybody can relate on this, but I heard that story and anytime I'm dealing with land or anytime I'm dealing with anything and I know that there's water rights involved, I always, always get as much information and make sure I'm practicing in my lane. And so, yeah, that's an example of a way that we can lose our license. Yeah, um, we recently had one in Colorado um, that had to do with land and it was, yeah, I want to say Pueblo. I'm not really sure, um, but it was down in Pueblo and an agent uh, had a buyer sold some land because they wanted to build like a, a like a compound where they could grow stuff. Anyway, <laughs> come to find out they they closed and they're not allowed to build anything on it because it's protected land. And the agent had no clue and didn't do the research. And so yes, that agent got into some serious trouble here in Colorado. Um so not just land, though. So I don't know. How many of you guys have different areas that have different, like, special tax or community tax yep. or stuff like that? So well, the big one here is in Oakland. So, so the Bay Area, we have lots of little cities that are all very close to each other. Five, 10, 15, 20 minutes, you're in a different city. And in the city of Oakland, which is a fairly large city here in the Bay Area, they have a sidewalk ordinance and a sewer lateral ordinance that are not in the surrounding city. So if you're an agent that doesn't know that in those areas, your client can then be hit with a huge like fifteen to $20,000 bill at the end if those things haven't been addressed. Oh, no thanks. And that's sort of like in Summit County. So you say Summit County in Colorado, <laughs> agents pull back in fear because, you know, we there's different or ordinances like you can't sell a condo to have it rent for short term or long term. I think there's a 1% tax or something. Please don't quote me. I stay out of Summit County unless I, you know, need, unless I'm doing something 
really specific that I know how to do. Um, there's like a 1% transfer fee. I've heard of an agent that only charged their buyer 1%. Like they, were, they gave back the rest and then they closed up in a county here in Colorado and come to find out they're sitting at the closing table and there was a 1% transfer tax. Um, yeah, for the total sale. So that agent ended up working for free, which leads me into another problem. So do you remember what I'm talking about, Katrina, with the Arizona Missions Insurance? Oh, yeah. So Arizona Missions has come has come back to bite me once in my 22 years in real estate. Oh, this is new. I didn't know this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, it goes along with what I, the story that I shared with you before about at the time I wasn't a mortgage broker and right and helping negotiate a note that I didn't realize I was helping negotiate. And the Arizona Missions was like, yeah, we can't protect you with this one here. Like, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Arizona Missions, I mean, thank goodness that we have it. But did you know, and I think everybody should go and find their Arizona Missions policy, and they should pull it out, and they should read it. I mean, how many of us take it for granted that we're housed under a brokerage, and we have Arizona Missions, but we don't actually know what does that cover? (laughs) <laughs> what does they cover and what is out of pocket? Right. So, yeah, somebody Arizona missions insurance. Like if you if you get called to an arbitration, if you get anything, they're automatically charging you twenty five hundred dollars. I mean, there's a lot of policies like that. But my point that I really wanted to get to is, you know, like in that situation with the one up in Summit County where they had to do um, a 1% transfer, whatever, and the agent missed it. And so he ended up having to give his whole commission. Um, Or in another situation, you're selling for your brother or you're selling for your mom or you're selling for your sister or your cousin or your best friend. And you're like, I won't charge you a commission. Ah, that's right. I Yeah. you a lot of times I'll read your policy. You don't have, um, you don't have any coverage, right? right. So if if something happens, you close, everything's fine, everything's great. Something happens in that house, buyer files a complaint, and you realize that you have to do an Arizona emissions claim. You may not have coverage. So you might be out of pocket, right? Then didn't uh, that happen to someone you know? It's happened. It, um, it's not to me, but it has happened. No, no, but someone you know, didn't that happen? Like they represented their father, mm-hmm. mother, something, and then yes. So um, I think it was. Uh, I think it was like uh, a brother and the sister-in-law buy a house and I think this happened in Florida and the agent didn't charge a commission. Okay. Um just like 
on the settlement statement. I don't know how they did it. They just credited the whole thing or something. And so it showed that there was no commission whatsoever to the agent. And then something happened with that house and the sister-in-law, you know, got sideways and filed a complaint, which triggered Arizona missions. And then they found out there was no coverage for that in the the sister-in-law sort of won and the agent who had done it for free ended up having to pay her yeah. brother and sister-in-law, you know, out and got in trouble like with the board. So don't quote me that. I don't remember which state. I had a lot of people on my database. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so Arizona missions, um, you know, and, that brings me to another point, and I don't like to talk commissions, and I'm not going to talk commissions, but if you're doing reduced rate commissions, you really need to consider the math of it. And I don't think there's a lot of people out there that are. If you're doing a reduced rate um, commission, am I even allowed to say that? I may not. I might get in trouble for saying that. Okay. So if you do, I don't even know how I, how I can relay this to you correctly without saying those words. But do your math. If you sold a $500,000 house and your commission was $5,000 or and you had to pay the government, you know, we always set our money aside because our companies don't set our taxes aside for us, right? So then we set our tax money aside. If you had an Arizona emissions claim and your Arizona emissions policy immediately charged you $2,500, right? Unless you did the listing, so you, you paid back your marketing of the thousand or fifteen hundred dollars, you set aside your thirty percent, and then you got an Arizona emissions claim. You, you're, you're negative. You're negative. Yeah. So when you're taking on business as a newer agent, as an experienced agent, please understand your math. It might be quantity that you need to do if you're going to do those kind of um, listings, but. Anyways, I don't want to get on commissions because, you know, it's another thing that scares the pants out of me saying the wrong thing and ending up in front of, you know, somebody and not, I don't, I don't ever want to do that. So, um, anybody have any questions on being outside of their expertise or do they have a story? Anybody in the chat? I always refer to the people. Yeah. Yeah, I always refer. Out of town. Yeah, I always. Yeah. Yeah, just re uh, you're referring to her. Yeah. Yeah. Oakland is for Katrina, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, such a nice agent. I just cannot imagine. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's a lot. Oh, but the one thing I did, is epic. But go ahead, Katrina. I'm sorry. One thing I wanted to bring up when you were talking about money and mishandling funds, one thing that people don't think about is finding out there are some people out there that charge for buyer representation and upfront fee. Yes. And in some states, some areas <clears throat> that is allowed and others it's not. And so finding that out, I have known people to lose their license or get a restricted license because they're charging a $500 fee up front to represent a buyer, like even <clears throat> just a consulting fee um, before taking them out to look at property, before that they'll charge a fee up front for that. 
And they'll say, oh, well, I'll credit it to you on the back end once you're actually in contract or something like that. But being aware of if that's allowed in your area. Yes. And that's scary to me because we have contracts, right? I not it and I okay, sorry. Blah, blah, blah. Um let's roll back the speed on my words there a little bit. But you know, in Colorado we have a, an agency contract and in it it has, you know, what you're charging, you know, uh, if you're charging a retainer, how you're charging a retainer. And it just blows my mind that other states don't have that. Um, inspection periods drive me crazy in other states too. Um, but that's a whole different subject. Um, yeah, it kind of blows my mind that, that we don't have retainers across America and I, that we don't charge them. Um, right. Yeah. So, oh, Suma, you're right. Suma just put in the chat that even transaction coordination fees that we're not necessarily supposed to charge that. Um, it, it's area specific or state specific if you're allowed to charge that, um, charge those fees. Um, yeah, which brings me to another opinion back to those um, transactions in which, you know, you're pushing those numbers feel like you should be able to charge them and directly to the buyer or the seller. Um, I, I, yeah, we're going to go down the rabbit hole and I don't want to do that, but like there's one state out there that the listing agents write that the buyers have to pay for a transaction coordination fee. And I don't get that because don't buyers and don't buyers have their own, like buyers agents have their own transaction coordinator, like blows my mind how we do stuff differently all over the United States. Now, if you have a 10 ways to lose your license or get into a lot of trouble class in your state, I suggest you don't just look for it. I think you run and you take it um, because it's really, it's a really, really, really important class for everybody to take. So, um, Anyways, so where are we? What, where, what time are we? Oh, we're at 9.26 and I only got through two. Oh, my <laughs> <life>. <laughs> oh I'm not even hit those really good. Um, I don't know. I don't think I can do the mortgage one, um, the quoting rates. I really, really want to hit this one. Time. Yeah, I'm sorry. We have time. I have time. You can do that. <laughs> well, we have a hard stop in three, in three minutes. Um, yeah, I, I have a tendency of running over, and and Autumn and Jesse might come after me if I don't. <laughs> but I promise you that next week we will start with quoting rates and mortgage fraud, and um, you know, building in ah. Uh, Closing costs or building in down payments, don't do it. Um, we'll start with that whole subject next week and we'll try to hit a few more of these. But, you know, today we got selling outside of our expertise. Um, it looks like that this subject could uh, go on. 10 ways to lose your license could go on for 
maybe my whole month of February. I don't know. Tell me if you like it in the comments. Um, tell me where you're from. Tell me if there's anything you think I need to cover in the future or you'd like to see me cover um, regarding the subject. Um, yeah. I'm Jen, by the way. I'm Jennifer Sells. I'm in Denver, Colorado. Katrina is my co today. And yes. I am in the San Francisco Bay Area. I specialize in San Leandro, Oakland markets. And I'm both a real estate and a mortgage broker. So I'm looking forward to us doing that topic so I can, uh, we can kind of go down that rabbit hole a little bit. Uh, so next week might just be 100% that. Um, I wanted to say that I, I was originally licensed in 1999. I got my independent level in 2008. I know. I know enough to get me in trouble and to terrify the crud out of me every time I do a transaction anymore. And I think that agents really do need to get back and think about what they're doing. And especially what they're saying on the real estate forums. The reason I brought this whole subject to the agent power huddle today is because I watch these real estate forums and I'm like, oh, what are you guys doing? What are you saying? I think we have an obligation to protect our industry and I would love to be part of that and to help all of us through. So yeah, I can't wait. And you know, I'll see you guys next week. Thank you. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.